May I have your attention, please? You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following show may be explicit. I said no, you can't play a ninja. This is an old west game, and they didn't have ninjas. But the year is 1869, and there are historical records indicating there were ninjas. In fucking Japan, not in the old west. I said no. You're already railroading me. You're already railroading me. This is an old west game, and they didn't have ninjas. Why do you? It's just like the last game. Always have to play on. It's just like the last game. Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 4 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Drew. I'm Tim. This is Stork. This is Jib. Okay, first time I heard that song. Is that that a new was song? amazing. That's great. That's it's hilarious. Stupid is what, what it is. What do you call no, that? It's, it's I have no funny. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like railroading or. No, you can't play a ninja. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. A, yeah, I like that. I love that. That's rad. When did you do that? Wednesday? Wednesday? <laughs> nice. That's excellent. I, I like wanted that. to like put an orchestration behind it. If I have time, I'll do it. Well, that's, do that's it. never going to be a full song. I thought maybe it was going to be a round. You know, where, where, <laughs> where, where it would like, you know, you're always railroading. I can't play a ninja, you know? <laughs> I still want to come in and play a track on one of these songs, Stu. Okay. All right. Well, that will, uh, we'll, I'll definitely do that because I'm starting to write them again. So. Cool. Uh, my mic is quiet. Which one is that? You're just not talking into it. Is it that one? Yeah, it's the one you're hitting. Oh, there it is. Is that uh, better? Oh, yeah. Check one, two. Yeah. Root alert in the chat. The answer to your question is Stu is both of them. Uh, what? What's the question? Uh, he's asking who's doing the GM's voice. I'm doing both of them. Yeah. Right oh, Stu it'd be nice to have someone else do the... Oh, the you sounded like voice. Bill on one of them. No, it was both me. Wow. <laughs> A bit, he and Bill lived together for so long that yeah, they've taken true. on each yeah. other's characteristics. Yeah, we have the same voice. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Um, I've turned sound. So don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and that is so. Um, you you want you wanted to talk about the the thing, right? Uh, I did, I did, I did, I did. Um, so a while ago for Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day, we ran a Swords and Wizardry encounter contest, <laughs> and uh, uh, we good. pushed out the deadline a couple of times um, because that was during fair season. Things were going slow, but we finally reached the deadline. I got all the submissions. And we decided what we would do is we would take the top finalists, mm -hmm. and I would run them as a game for right. a bunch of the Happy Jacks hosts. Mm -hmm. And then out of those, <coughs> that group that I ran the finalist uh, encounters for, we would pick the winners. And then my job said, hey, Tim, you're going to be my bitch for a while. So I didn't get to... And you rolled over and stuck up your butt. Oh, totally did. I rolled over and showed my belly and let my job have its way with me. And They, it, they waved a paycheck in front of you and you went right after it, didn't they, you? Uh, totally. Fetch, boy, I went, fetch, I fetch. went right after it and then, you know, I felt sullied and unusual for a while. But, but then uh, you cashed the paycheck and you felt better. And I did. I felt better. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had earned my wage. So um, 
at this point now, I have picked the finalists, mm-hmm. and I would like to announce the finalists here. Okay. And then I just need to go ahead and schedule and pick the hosts. I need a drum roll. Yes. You do I don't have a drum, drum roll. roll. I've got a rim shot. That's so more I fitting. I think that's appropriate <laughs> that's, for us. That's just keep hitting that a couple of <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, hit that a couple of Okay, so... You start, this is these aren't ranked yet. These are not. These are in okay. no specific order. Okay. These are just the five finalists that I'm going to string together and run as an actual play session for a <laughs> for a group of Happy Jacks hosts. Got it. It'll so be recorded. The five finalists of the Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day, as read by Tim. That's right. They are again in no particular order and. Forgive me if I mess up on your name pronunciation, because I'm reading them and you didn't actually tell them to me. So they are The Dark by Eric. Keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> the Dark by Eric Pearson. Underground River by Tomer Garantz. Accursed Compound of the Wood Goblins by Vance Atkins. A Meeting on the Road by Scott Carter. And Taken for a Ride by Edwin Nagy. You should have done that for all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So those are the five finalists. Um, I'm working on putting those together into a single adventure, and then I will schedule... uh, pick some hosts and schedule the actual play. We'll work on that okay. offline, Stu. We can get that posted, and then uh, we'll have our winners out of that. Excellent. Yay! Excellent. If you heard you your name read here today, you are a winner. Please contact Le- Tim offline. Is that what you just said? No. No, oh, no he didn't. Right. No, there anything like finalist. that, actually. No, no, that but was finalist. show up at Tim's house. Right. No, no. <laughs> with a no. sign. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't please, think. please hit him with DNS attacks. We, no. we, uh. we, we have enough. We, we have enough geeks showing up at our house. We we don't need more. <laughs> Go to gibberingjamer.com with your best. Gamer. Good God. With your best See, good DNS God. attacks. Good God, gibbering gamer. It's all hard G's. Okay, did you skip English class in high school? He did. Uh, I I did. It's programmer. <laughs> I'm a programmer. Yeah, you know. He was taking Fortran instead. I totally was. <laughs> I totally was Fortran. <coughs> Speaking of actual plays, got a, uh, got a chance to play uh, Old Rule of Darkness last night. Can't talk too much about it because Kurt's going to run this scenario at the next game convention. Nice. Um, love that. Love that system. I love yeah, it. love I vampires. Never played it before. I've I've read Old World or New World of Darkness, mm-hmm. and I really like it. Um, and I want to run a game in it, but um, yeah, it, it's. A lot of fun. It Fabulous is. fun. It is. I, I think it's a spectacular system. It is. Well, which you were playing the twentieth anniversary one, the twentieth, yes. which is old world of darkness. We were yeah. talking before we went on there. He, he uh, Tim intimated because you're really familiar with the system, right? Yes. He intimated that that's actually a really good rule set. It's cleaned up. Yeah. It makes more sense. They've reorganized some stuff, and yeah. that's. I guess. I guess you're saying if you want to get into it, that's the one to pick up. Mm. Uh, okay. I guess. Is not. it being supported anymore? Well, it is. The. Um, White Wolf, or now it's uh, uh, Onyx Path. They're doing a big push for 20th anniversary editions of all of the Old World of Darkness games. I think they're working on. Oh, uh, they're just cleaning up 
yeah. cleaning them up, making them consistent yeah. with whatever changes. Yeah. And are. they're working on what's <clears throat> what was the one it, uh, Wraith, the Oblivion, right now, mm-hmm. which I'm really looking forward to. That, that doesn't. Why did you guys? Because eh, that doesn't seem like a bad thing at all. It sounds like a really good thing. Well, and actually, they they are still putting out new content for Vampire Twentieth. Right. Is New World of Darkness not being supported anymore? It is. So they're both being supported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no no one can make up their fucking mind. Is what's well, going on. I think. Personally, uh, I, I think the 20th anniversary editions are geared more to the people who have been playing the Vampire Luddites, and right. yeah, the Luddites exactly. <laughs> that don't you want know, to change. All, all of us White Wolf Grognards who have been playing it for years and years and years. Uh, all of those games came out with so many splat books and rules and 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 so on and so forth that by the time that line was ending, it was amazingly complex and there were contradictions within the rules and it was kind of a mess so the 20th anniversary editions clean those up make it all nice and neat so it can be played again with all of the content like the the 20th anniversary vampire core book includes like everything mm-hmm. like i mean it's 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 almost hero-esque in oh size. no kidding it's yeah it's like this thing <clears throat> so I it, the hardback no, at home. It's, no, it's it's but it the core <laughs> book includes what like vampire and werewolf or just vampire, uh, no it's or? just vampire okay it's right. just va- but it includes now, are uh, they doing what they're doing with New World, which is there's a core rule book, and then there's other books you add on to add the different things? No, sir. So, there's, is there an interoperability like there is with New World? Probably not so much. Okay, all right. Uh, the The old World of Darkness games, you could make them work together if you really tried hard, but it's recommended you don't because a lot of the rules don't really match up. Like the the werewolf gnosis. <clears throat> which is the equivalent of a vampire's blood pool, I think. Mm-hmm. I never played werewolf. Um, that kind of stuff makes werewolves crazy overpowered. So right. when you put them against vampires, it's generally speaking the werewolf's going to tear the vampire's head off, and you know they're going to as well they should. As well they should. That's uh, not the way it happened last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, but there were four of us. That's true. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. There were four of us. And, and it, it, again, it could be different with the 20th anniversary stuff. I only have Vampire 20th. And really, the only other World of Darkness game that I ever took a look at was Mage. I never looked at Vampire. Oh, and, and uh, Wraith. I like My Wraith. only bitch about the New World of Darkness books, except for the core book, they're hard to fucking read. Because of the because artwork? Of the, yeah, the artwork and the, the layout and the background and the pages. It, yeah. and someone needs to go over and beat them in the head and say, high contrast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I got the PDF, I'm like, I can't fucking read this thing. That's why I never got through Vampire the Requiem, which is the new vampire. Right. The core book, I got through, and it was, sure. it was a good read, and it was a, a good set of rules, but... The Vampire, the Requiem, I, I read understand. like the first five Be- pages and I... I because of layout, you couldn't finish the book. Yes! The layout is yeah. so shitty. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not the gorgeous. It's well, the background. Oh it's gorgeous. But it's, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's not enough contrast between the type and the background. And the but, background is uh, lots of reds with splashes see, of blood. That's a terrible layout then. Because, I mean, you fall in love with your layout and now they don't even notice anymore because they know what it says. You need to have... Uh, Maybe the priority of a book should, should be, be that you can read it. Should right. be readability, yeah. <laughs> I had that issue a little with L5R as well. The font they chose is a little hard sometimes and finding some stuff, but... And it, the other thing that pisses me off, and this is stupid for a company that's basically not printing books anymore, right? Because they're going to all PDFs. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. How about you send them out unflattened? What do you so mean? I can shut off the background images. Oh, oh right. yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and they're not. I mean, and, and some of them, just, it just pisses me off. 
Well, you were an editor for a while, and that's the kind of thing that you would have been like, all right, I'm not even going to read this until you fix this shit. Right. The worst part is that the background in the printed book, because I, I, I got Requiem like three weeks after it came out or something, the reds, the background, are glossy. So when you're looking at all this blood coming down the page and around the corners, and they've got words over it, you're reading along, and then you have to tilt the book this right. way <laughs> so, so you can get the glare so the blood properly. runs back up to the top and gets out of the way. Yeah, and then you, so you're you're reading like this. <laughs> That's so, messy. Yeah, they should actually just sell the book with puddles of blood <laughs> that you can. Well, yeah. they, it should come with a packet of blood that you can add on your own. So right. like you can read the book once, and then you can add the blood later. Right. Make yeah. It unreadable. Yeah. Here's your complimentary blood, blood bag. pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I've I've downloaded uh, some parts of Mage and Changing One, especially when I was doing my my Savage Worlds Fae thing, and I really really love like them a lot. I would love to try one of those, but I've always been warned off or you know waved off of Mage. <laughs> someone someone side. in the chat room just said they played that. That's Mage the Awakening, right? That's the new one. That's the new one. Okay. Mage the it, Ascension was the Lokio old one. said he played it and he didn't really didn't like it. My, my thing about Mage is they have a really cool idea. And uh, again, I'm, I'm not putting myself out as an expert on Mage because I read it once. And mm-hmm. I, you know, just being involved in the with White Wolf players a lot, you, you hear a lot. And, and it's really cool. You, as, Mostly as a mage, complaining. Yeah, most, a lot of complaining. <laughs> a lot of complaining. And kvetching. <clears throat> yeah. So they, comp- they play the game, but they complain about it as well. All it's, the time. It's that's crazy. That's really funny. <laughs> Isn't that true of every game system, though? <laughs> not Savage Worlds. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> People love Savage Worlds and don't. It comes with a complimentary thing of Kool Aid that you can drink. Don't don't ever talk about changing a rule in Savage Worlds. Oh I, no! I learned the hard way. That's. I love Savage Worlds exactly as it's written, and you should never ever change they, it un, un, unless they actually blasphemer. But but the thing about Mage Mage's is the breakening. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Mage the breakening. Nice. So you have you have two. Uh, 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 for a Mage, you have two types of magic. There's coincidental and. Uh, uh, something else i don't even remember but the thing is you you have almost you have reality breaking power at your disposal right and you can re- do anything you want and if you can make it appear that it's a coincidence then you should be fine but if you like launch a fireball out through your fingers uh then you're going to build up paradox and bad shit can happen to you it's a cool idea um but you literally have reality breaking powers. You can do whatever you want. Right. <clears throat> Completely. Right. I like I mean, that though. Yeah, it's very especially it, if there's consequences. I, well, no, I, I by by whatever you want. I'm not talking in a you're role playing so your character should have its agency. I don't like that term, but so you should have your agency. You should be able to go and do whatever you want. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I want that building to have never been in existence. And it is no longer in existence. And that's in fine, as long as there's consequences. Which there are. But it, it, I never got too much into it. So I'm, I'm kind of grousing about a, a game that I didn't get too much into. And I, I, I shouldn't We steamrolled over you, Stu. We, we totally did. I don't, I, I don't remember. Sorry. Sorry. But you enjoyed Vampire. I did. I did. I, did. I, don't, I don't like... The, the, the whole playing a monster thing is kind of gross to me. A little bit. Um, I, would, I, I think that... I would probably prefer to play like a... Hunter game, Hunter's fun, and they do have a um, a supplement out for playing hunters. Yeah. for twentieth anniversary. Oh, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've, I've already Hunter's got like or something like five or six books uh, for New World. So I'm. <laughs> I've already got, 
And I, I have meet very few people who've played New World. The guy at, at the Starbucks over here, he runs New World games. How do you even know that? I was wearing um, I was wearing the t-shirt RPGs uh, promoting literacy and abstinence since 1974. <laughs> that shirt. <laughs> All right. And I was wearing that shirt when I was over there. He said, oh, that, that's funny. We started talking, and I told him, told him what I was doing, what I was running, and he said he was running New World. Oh, cool. He's not running it right now. My understanding is that in New World you can mix the lines, so you, you could have vampires and werewolves and yep. all that kind of stuff together. It's very, it, it seems because they've evened out the playing field. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we should start. Yes, I wanted to talk about um, our mission statement. Well, <laughs> wait, what? We have what, a mission statement? No. What, why we play role playing games? And and the fact is, that I've heard some statements lately. Some of them been on the forum. Some of them been on other things. Where um, the assumption is, we play this game because we want to get through the adventure and see what's at the end. That is only one kind of role playing, in my mind. <coughs> I think that probably stems out of pre-made prepared adventures adventure paths that kind of thing where the where literally the purpose for sitting down is to get through this pre-written material that the gm has read or, or wrote and we want to get through this so that we can get whatever the prize is at the end of it but that's only one reason to play. And and out of that come a lot of statements that I disagree with. And I disagree with them because I'm when I play a role-playing game, I'm not playing with the the goal of the guy who wrote the adventure has a has a um in mind an end state that is winning. And that's where we went to get. So when you have people say things like, you owe it to the rest of the party to make an effective character. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. You're an asshole. Okay, in your game, around your table, with your players, and your assumptions, sure. Okay, yes. You owe it to your... How do you, how do you uh, explain Traveler? Random. Right? Yeah, very much so. It's very easy not to make an effective character in Traveler. You just have to roll shitty. And that's easy for some of us. <laughs> Why are you looking I at me, Stuart? <laughs> this is... I, I, when I first read this, I really took it, uh, exception to that. You owe it to the party to make an effective character. No, no, I don't. I, I, the only thing you owe your party is to not be a dick, unless everyone else in the party is a dick. In which case, enjoy your group of dicks. Right. Your That's, bag of dicks. Your bag of enjoy <laughs> your bag of dicks. I, I would say, you owe it to the people that you that you game with to make an interesting character to be to have around okay but you know what i don't even think you owe them that the only thing that you uh, really the only thing that you can owe anyone if you're going to sit down at a table and play an rpg i think is to have fun doing it i totally concur that's it you know, other though, than that you don't owe jack shit it's funny because i got in a lot of trouble or caught a lot of grief for making an ineffective 4E character. Sure. And in fact, he wasn't actually that ineffective. I just played him badly because I was more. I was. I was going to have this arc of a character where he starts out an arrogant prick and turns well, into an effective sorcerer. But but nobody had the patience 
well, few people had the patience because with 4E too, if you're not playing effectively, you can you put the rest yeah, of the party in jeopardy. And it started to wear on a lot of the other people that I wasn't doing things right. That, and that's one of the reasons why I don't play 4E. I fucking hate with a passion role protection and niche protection. I I hate that. We have to have a fighter. We have to have a thief. We have to have a spellcaster and a healer, and we have to have a ranged DPS guy in a tank. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, I'm the GM. If my players want to play a group of six wizards, fuck it. We're going to play an all-wizard game. Damn all the stupid rolls and niches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I have always agreed with that premise from day one, even back in the, the dawn of time when we were playing first edition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the rules, it, in my opinion, the rules exist to support the role play, not vice versa. Right. And what I'm trying to, to do as a player and as a GM is explore the characters and see where the characters go and what's going on with the characters. Now, I, I think that the idea um, of having, you know, of, of winning D&D, first of all... And is, it was is, advanced... Is is totally you know ridiculous to begin with. You you, yeah. you know you, you can't win a game that there's no score, <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, you win as a player if you're having a good if everyone's having a good time. Yes. Everyone wins at that point. Th- there are tables, and there are players and GMs who do have the mindset of. Our goal is to get through this adventure. Right. That's perfectly fine. You're not doing it wrong. Right. But to make a blanket statement saying <clears throat> uh, you, you shouldn't play a, a character who's who's completely broken or you shouldn't play a character uh, that's ineffective, it's a disservice to the other people who are playing, that's only the case if you're playing in those kinds of games. <clears throat> if you Part of the problem, I think... Uh, comes down from having a, a lack of experience with different GMs because and that, this happens in our in our Eldemy game because um, Bruce kind of comes from that mindset where the goal is to solve the problem and fix the thing and da 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 yeah and there uh, the most recent episode comes up Wednesday I don't want to spoil anything so let me be careful how I explain this um, <laughs> the there, there, there's a, a, a mystery. There's, there's bad things are happening. Basically, I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit because this goes back many, many sessions. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to it, you're probably not going to. Um, but they, the uh, basically, the, all of the like demons and then a bunch of angels and maybe other celestial beings are, are all kind of locked in this very, very deep, far below the underdark place called the Silent Reaches. Mm-hmm. And they're literally locked in ice. They're frozen. It's so it's so cold there. Uh, it's almost impossible for life to exist. And they know this because there had been an expedition like seventy years earlier. Well, things are starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, things that everyone around them is telling them probably shouldn't be happening. I know what's happening. <clears throat> Okay, I have not presented all of the clues as a like linear line to mm-hmm. de- to, to, mm-hmm. to determine what happens. 
um, I have simply come up with here's the problem <coughs> and I'm waiting for the players to come up with their solutions or their ways to find out what's going on right I haven't decided ahead of time oh they need to go talk to this guy at in this church in this town because uh, he's got this information and this guy over here has that no I haven't decided any of that stuff. Whatever, when they determine, okay, we need to go, and, and they're and, and not all of them, but Bruce in particular, is looking for that missed clue that's going to put this whole thing together. And it's like, yeah, it's not there. It's you know, not there. A lot of us have been playing a lot of role-playing video games. And Bruce, mm -hmm. I know, specifically does sure. as well. Uh, EverQuest and such. And that's really the way EverQuest works, is you have to go, right. on, and go out and solve a lot of things. And... Despite that, because we've all been doing it for so long, except for you, because you're smart and decided never to never to go down that rabbit hole. I played Dayok for a while. It's uh, it uh, we've all almost been retrained in the way we approach games now, because if things they almost have it now, we just follow a linear progression because that's what we've been doing for years and years and years. Here's the I find myself doing it. Here's the problem: it's a lot of work to write an adventure that way. Yeah, it is. It sure is. It is. It's it's harder. It's much it's easier much to say. Harder. Here's the bad guy. Here's the bad guy's plan. Here's how. Here's what he's doing, what he's been doing, and what he's planning on doing in the future. And just roll with it. When the players come in, they decide, hey, let's go find out if this guy has any friends. Um, I haven't really figured that out. He's probably got friends. He's probably a likable guy. Sure. So yeah. do you do you even know what will will what that final step is? Or I have are an you idea. are you waiting to see what they come up with and if that meets the criteria to win, then that will happen. I have an idea. Um, it could be, and, and this is kind of something else I want to talk about in the future, which is campaign lengths. Um, the ending could be a big, huge, grand, scary-ass battle, which is going to be... It's not really spoilers. This is all stuff that has come up in many sessions. Malfur says spoilers. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, there could be one big, huge fight with something. Um when the party's many, many, many levels farther ahead, if the game runs that long, mm -hmm. if it looks like things are starting, to, either schedules are starting to fuck up, or people are starting, interest is starting to wane, or maybe rolling up to fair 2016, right? Um, there are less scaled down ways it could be done. But I'll if, put it that way. Uh, but if the players came up and said, "Hey, we think we can." fix this, uh, everything that's going wrong by doing this and this and this and this and this, and it isn't something you'd come up with yet, oh. you'd probably go, fuck yeah, shit, let's Absolutely. do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if I was ready to end the, the campaign, because, right. I mean, I, I'm not, I, the, I, I fell into the trap on several occasions where it's like, I've got a storyline, I've got a storyline, run through the thing, finish the storyline, everyone wants to keep playing. Okay, I'll come up with a bigger bad guy, or <laughs> right, or uh, now right. you have to save the universe, not just the world, like the or, Dresden Files with the power creep. And like he'd, he'd be, he'd, right. at the end of each book, yeah. he'd like now also needs to come up with something even worse to right. do. And that part. is a very easy trap to fall into. Now he's fighting floating dust mops. Right. Um, <laughs> da -da -da -dun, da -dun, da -da -dun. I, I've come uh, to the uh, to the conclusion myself, <clears throat> and we can discuss this when you want to have the mm -hmm. the topic about campaign length that. Having a fairly fixed amount of time for the game, or having a fairly fixed endpoint that says if they uh, resolve this problem in the universe, we're done. 
right. we're, we're done with this and mm-hmm. we're going to move on and do something else is a pretty good place to to be from a, a running a game standpoint because when you go beyond that the emotional climax of the game and you try to continue that beyond you're really creating the the sequel to the movie and we all know how sequels go i th- i think it's there's a there's an old phrase that i like to hold on to all the time when i'm gaming which is it's about the journey and not the destination yeah. It's, it's yeah. a little trite, and yeah, you can argue the fact that the destination still is important, and that's not really what I'm saying. I think you need to enjoy the journey as well. It's not necessarily going from point A to point B as quickly and efficiently as possible. It's enjoying the scenery. It's enjoying the role playing. It's encountering NPCs. It's even side quests if that happens. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the fun part, not necessarily, guys, we're wasting too much time in the town. We need to go back out to the dungeon and get that and get the... the keys of Ventuzler so we can get to the next step. Right. So that's, that, that's not a, it. You hear that kind of stuff all the time. All the time. <clears throat> the original Shit Zombies game that I ran for mm-hmm. Bruce and Casey and Tyler and Angie, uh, for a long time it was it was that. It was, I would put a story out there, I'd put a hook, they would take it, and uh, you know when they got to the end of that hook, I would then present the next hook, which had the bigger, badder guy. And we went like that for a, a long time. Until finally, uh, I opened it up in a more sandbox style. Mm-hmm. And and I gave them, you know, here it is. Now we're just, you guys have done all of these awesome things and you're in this position. So now we're just going to run it sandbox style. And you guys, you know, kind of tell me where we're going now. And uh, that worked out really well. Uh, it The game ended because I got tired of running. I'd, I'd run it for four years, I think. Uh, and they just asked me to start it back up again. Oh, really? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, so I'm going to fire it back up in Savage Worlds. But that's always a solution as well, is mm-hmm. instead of having to come up with, you know, the next bigger, badder dude, is then just say, okay, well, you killed the big bad guy, now what do you want to do? Right. This is a it's an interesting thing because we we've, we've we've touched on all these topics numerous times and I I wanted to sort of play devil's advocate a little bit. What do you say to the player that is too much into role playing, right? And it's it's gets to the point where you know nobody's following any of the clues and you're having every session you're having to shoot from the hip and it's, it does it get exhausting? Does it get tiring? Do you depends do you want to rein them in? It, it, I think it depends on the table. I mean, if you've got uh, um, clockwork, Steven. Mm-hmm. He is a wrench thrower. He likes to obsess on little things in the game, but he's also a, but he likes to role play as but, well. Yeah. To yeah. the point where I mean, he doesn't even look at his character. I mean, and that, and oh, yeah. he's he's the kind of guy who, if he's sitting down at a table with a bunch of end goal or end state ori- oriented players, he's going to drive them fucking batty. Yes, right? wrong table for that guy. Put him in. Imagine him in an L, in the L five R game. Yeah, would have been great. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, there are goals, but I mean, you've got there's not it's not like no, no, you guys don't we have to figure this out. Da, 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 da. I right. dropped so many clues about so many different things in there, and you guys are like meh. Right. <laughs> Let's go um, have tea. We're, we're starting a, our own tea house. So <laughs> fuck that. Clockwork <laughs> plays in my in, in my Pathfinder pirate game, and um. He's a, he's a ton of fun, and I love having him in the game. There are times when I have to go, Stephen, stop. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, because 
he, he will get totally into his own headspace. And he's just playing his character. He's just playing his character. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's cool. And I dig that. But there are times when I have to go, hold on, hold on. I need you to slow down for a second while I work with the rest of the people at the table. Oh, oh yeah, and he will... And he, but he, he, he does. He will like... Oh, he won't get buttered cool. about it. He'll like, cool, I'm good. <clears throat> I, you know, I'll, and he... I, I have nothing but good to say about that guy. And this is oh, yeah. Sa- this is going to sound all man-crushy. <laughs> and and you know maybe it is. I mean he's cute and all, uh, but he he joined the shit zombies group and he's playing in two of the games that we have going. Mm-hmm. And in each one, it's just been, uh, again, this is going to sound stupid, man crushy, but it's just been a joy having him oh, in yeah. that group. It's just he... amazing. And what you guys are saying, I haven't seen. Now I've only been gaming with the guy for a short while, but <clears throat> but he did in the one game we're running. He did go off on his own. Huh. Uh, and committed the cardinal sin of splitting the party, but it, but it worked out because yeah. what he did contributed to our at the time goal. So yeah. so there's there's my, my Stephen is an, Corky, is a very you, generous player and is always quick to involve <laughs> other players. Yeah, um, and and he's a, a true pleasure for me yeah, to have is. at a table. He is. Um, he played in the in the Sturmgeist game that I ran mm-hmm. for years, and it was the, the dynamic of that group was just spectacular. It was so it's, much fun. This, this was not supposed to be a whole "I love Stephen" thing. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> his girlfriends are way too good looking for him. But anyway, my point is, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I, I, he was he was in a. Uh, uh, no, no, we're not talking about him well, anymore. No, hold on a second. <laughs> he, he, uh, we're, uh, I ran a con game. It was Groups Traveler. And uh, th- there again, con game, four hours. And he's playing like the ship engineer, and he decides, I'm going to change all light bulbs in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> in a campaign, great. But uh, there again, different setting, different table, different different rules. Yeah. You're playing at a con game where you've only got four hours. Maybe you can't be, maybe you don't want to have as amorphous of a story idea when right. you come into it. Maybe you want to have... You know, a, a more some more concrete stuff because you've only you've got a finite amount of time. The Ultimate game, there's no time limit. We right, only play right. two two and a half hours a night, max. Um, but there's right now our only deadline is fair 2016. So, and that's not really a deadline because you could pick it up when fair's over. And we play on Monday, so we could conceivably play through fair you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. Unlike fucking, Mon- mo- fucking Mondays after a weekend affair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you can keep your eyes open at work, man. Jesus, <laughs> Why, get home to bed. But yeah. Anyway, but I mean, sitting in an open-ended, open-ended campaign compared to a conven- convention game is a very similar kind of dynamic as the players who are goal-oriented and the players who are more interested in just telling the story. Right. And you, either is fine. I, I think it is absolutely true that in a in a con game setting, you're not going to get as much character exploration. Oh, totally. Yeah. As no. you will with a with it with a a campaign, um, and with a con game, you need to bait the hook better. Yeah. Well, there's there's no time in a con bait uh, a con bait roof a con. <laughs> We got ourselves a convate. <laughs> there's, Constribation. There's no, ta- yeah, there's no time to get into the character at that level. Right. You put a, you constipated. Put a, you put a couple of, of, you know, 
roleplay hints on the character sheet for the player, like, this guy gets pissed off whenever he sees yellow, and that's, you know, right. about as far as you can go. My, my target for giving them character information is five minutes. They pick up the sheet, and in five minutes, they know what they know who the character is. Okay, yeah, that's a good. I think that's a good. Yeah, I'm talking like I'm a pro from the one con game I've two con games I've I've run, but you know, yeah. Right. I, Here's something I'd also like to point out. You had, you had a couple of little things here, Stu, um, about character advancement is struggle, victory, and defeat. There's a lot of players out there, and Angry kind of brought this up, that don't like to lose. Why would you want to lose? That's not fun. Because and I failure disagree is with interesting. That. I think failure is interesting. I think failure is character growth. I think more storylines come out of a fail as well. Yeah. yeah. Whether, oh, it's, yeah. whether it's you failed to kill somebody, whether, whether you did kill somebody by accident, now there's people after you, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. A failure is more interesting to me than a win. Right. I, and I think that a lot of people miss that. I think that they're like... Oh my God! You've 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 you know failed. Well, yeah. maybe it's because I'm used to rolling ones all the time. And I'm, but imagine <laughs> what awesome things will happen to the course of the campaign if, let's say, okay, we're in a, a gunfight with the bad guys and someone accidentally shoots an innocent person in the head. Absolutely. Next yep. thing we know, our face the 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 close circuit there are wanted posters footage is is on the television. Our faces are on the television. Oh yeah. And that's you've just cha- totally changed the dynamic. Yeah. Of and the that's game. one oh, of the yeah. reasons that when people roll a critic of fail, I want them to tell me what happens to yeah. them. It gives them agency, but also allows them a chance to add to the story, and it can change the story. But also, uh, if if you if you if you approach everything as winning, you're never going to give yourself a chance for those failures. You're, and and nobody nobody thinks of it. That's what makes character pro- it's so interesting in Traveler is that we end up with all these fails, with all these failed missions, with all these failed moments that add to the depth of that character that you never would have picked on your own. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And if all you ever do is win, then it has the winning has no meaning. Right. Yeah. Um, some of the most interesting things that I've ever Unless seen Unless you're the GM. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there was, in the Stormgeist game... Uh, not to bring Stephen back up. Sorry. Um, thank you for thank you for listening to the Stephen Jack the Stephen podcast. episode. Um, <laughs> no, but there was this one NPC who was just making their lives miserable. Just the, mm-hmm. everything, you know, constantly over and over and over again. <clears throat> and at one point, Stephen's character squared off with her, and she beat the crap out of him. He barely survived. And, but they later, they subsequently killed or thought they killed the character. And then, okay, it's no spoilers because this is long overdone, but her twin sister shows up. Ah. Uh, and was even worse than she was. And Billy Goat's gruff. Yeah, yeah. So, but I could, I could just have a blonde woman walk down the street in that game. Does he twitch? And he twitched. Uh, uh. And he's like, ah! <laughs> no, I, I. I, I totally agree with all that. I, I played a g- in a game with a recurring villain bad guy, and we eventually wound up defeating him, and it was a glorious, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, um, uh, victory. But what I remember the most from that game was when he beat me down and broke my custom weapon that I'd had <gasps> right in front of my face. I remember when he beat me down and then took my custom bear cloak bear pelt cloak that I hunted the bear and made and cut it up into little shreds and threw it all away. That's what I remember. Did you cry? Uh, no, but I was very angry at my GM. Oh, 
That's me, yeah. Here's my claw. Here's, here's an example also. I mean, uh, when my when my arrogant sorcerer who had who had just hit his new tier and had new powers and was feeling very very headstrong decides to just walk on his own down the corridor. <laughs> I everybody remembers that. that moment. I bet people don't even remember what we were fighting. They have no idea what the monsters were. They have Demons. no idea. They what they remember is that I split the party because that's what my character would have done. He's exactly in, in line, and we won. But I bet I bet you no one remembers what it was we were fighting. All they do is remember that fail, that right. quote, fa- that, that moment where he put things in jeopardy. Because, because that that's was what makes interesting. The story and, and interesting. It, and, and this is where I think the, the what the 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 system you're playing comes into it in that particular situation because th- that created a bad tactical situation for the group. Yeah. Uh-huh. It turned what probably would have been a two-hour combat into a four-hour combat. Oh. So it had a bad repercussion. Nobody died. No, no, no one died. But uh, the uh, combat that could that would have gone and and been methodical and everyone just ganging up on each one as you as you find them rather than all of them coming out at once. Um, I, I that's I, I think a failure of that particular game system. I just recently because of those episodes. Oh, when we were talking about the four or five hour combats, yeah, yeah. that was a tough Case fight. Two. It was a very tough, yeah. Would you adjust my camera because I look oh. like the neighbor on? Uh... <laughs> 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 now, Tim. <laughs> I don't think so. How's that, Tim. How's that right there? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, so now, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting. We've all been trained to win. We've all been trained to not fail. And I guess that that's important in a lot of cases. Everybody's failing left and right. You know, you you're. It's. I guess that's probably not fun at all. So, oh, another character died. Roll up another character. Oh, another. You know, that's, failure that doesn't also, have to mean character death. Well, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I was going for. Is like I think failure is another way to advance the story or even character advancement. It's like, wow, you just got beat up. Here's a, here's a plus one to your constitution or something. It's right. another way to advance. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, a loss. I think it's maybe a way to retrain well, the way you think. a role-playing game where you only get... You only get experience from failures. Uh, it's called Dungeon World. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't, I can't Actually, get through that book. I cannot get through that book. I, no, I, I, I can't either. Uh, but that's... Um, I said after someone run it, just playing it. Oh, what, what's his name? Did he run it? We can take him up on that. Um, what's his name? Why did you win him? Angry oh. did? Oh, I thought... Okay, Hive Mind. Uh, too. Yeah, no, he, he, he said he'd run Dungeon World. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll record it. I, I can't. I can't do that game. I want to roll dice as a GM. <coughs> that is kind of, yeah. It, it, it is a very different yeah. mindset as a GM. Um, when, you know, it's like all of the dice rolling is in the hands of... You bought all of these dice. Uh, I know, I the, have a huge collection of dice and I want to roll then. Yeah, I, I, I want to roll then. When it matters. You can always just go home and roll No, them. well, but I do. But I... <laughs> I do. Okay, I, now I, that's I, a whole new spin on masturbation. No, no, no. <laughs> like when I'm wa- when I'm watching TV, I just open up my big dice box and just randomly roll dice because I'm I'm a fidgeter. I mean, I, I, so I, I fidget with stuff while I'm just sitting, and that's one of the things that, and I shuffle my Savage Worlds action deck just while you're watching television. And, while I'm watching, TV I would kill you. I'm like, shut up! I'm trying to watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> learn uh, learn how to shuffle with one hand. Oh wow. Yeah, not really shuffling, but you're kind of cutting. Uh, it's what's like called card cut. Riffling? Yeah. Okay. I had a card manipulation book years ago. Why doesn't that shock me? It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's magic. And my, you know, my hands are not the right shape to be able to do that, though. My, my Yeah, oh, you got the same problem. I'm gonna, let's move on. 
Okay. All right. First email. Uh, this is from Gavin regarding Moment of Truth. That For those of you who don't know, I'm writing my own role-playing game. I'm still working on it. It's uh, being laid out right now. And it's quite a good game. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure that the contrast is exactly the same with the background <laughs> image so that people have a hard time reading it. Black on fucking white. Because that's apparently be. that's what sells a book, is that if the contrast no, is No, apparently not, because White Wolf <laughs> sells a fuck ton of books. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <clears throat> or did, until they stopped printing books. Hello from the Great White North. Why has it always got to be about color? <laughs> Although it's actually quite green here, where I am right now. Let me start off by saying that if you read this on the air, you can please inform me of this, as I don't want to miss it. Gavin? Gavin, we read this on the air. We don't want you to miss it. Don't miss it, man. <laughs> I wanted to say that I am very, that I very much enjoying the fact that you guys are now post on YouTube, and I'm currently making my way through those, as well as your extensive backlog. It's the same show. Yeah. So if you, I mean, very rarely we'll go, if we have like a guest on air, sometimes we'll go a little long after the um the the show regular show would end the mp3 that people download would end uh i think the first time angry gm was on we went like an extra like 20 minutes talking to him i think we did we may have done the same thing with paul yeah phil phil gotta keep calling him paul Vecchione, the guy uh he's gonna be on again next week is it next week i think so it is okay uh don't miss it uh, backlog. A couple weeks ago, I messaged you on YouTube. Perhaps you didn't see it. I do not read the um, YouTube comments. I've been told it's a bad idea. <laughs> so I'm not going to read them. Uh, so if you want to contact us, email us, happychecksrpg at gmail.com. That always gets read. And if you send me messages on the, on the forum, I will get those too. Anyway... <clears throat> This time, I thought I would try to contact you by email instead. My original message detailed how much I loved and both enjoyed the music and the show and asked the question. My question was whether or not you planned to add magic to Moment of Truth in the future or not. If so, when? If not, why? Uh, I want to try running Moment of Truth campaign, but my group is playing... The group I'm playing with at the moment is not very fond of games without magic involved in some way. Now... If you're not planning on adding magic, or you or anyone else have any ideas on how to add it anyway, thanks for writing me. Uh, one last time, let me thank you for uh, everything you do, including the Pockets of Boggards, Celtic Squall, Happy Jacks, and Great Moment of Truth. Sincerely, Gavin. There is, there w- I, I don't know if it will be in the, in the core book. Probably not. Um, Jib has been helping. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of stalled, because that game kind of stalled. Yeah. But um, I, I have copious notes. Okay, but there, there and there's probably going to be more than one magic system. Um, that one is kind of a points based one. Yeah, the the one that we used for that game was points based, and it worked just fine. Right. Um, and boy, you wanted to be really careful about how you how you spent your spell points because you don't have a lot of them. You don't have a lot of them, and recovering them is a bitch. Right. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun to do. And you can go past it. You can go past your spell points, but very terrible things can happen. Right. The far, you're, you're basically pulling more magic out of your butt mm-hmm. than you have the ability to control. And when you lose control of it, horrible, horrible shit can happen. So that that's kind of the. I'm not. I'm not. I've decided I'm not really going to worry about balance between types of characters. Fuck it. Um. But balance so, so, is an uh, illusion, and and, and, and mages are going to be 
they're going to be very powerful. Now, in the setting that we were playing, they're kind of limited because they're hunted. Right. Because it, it, it's a fantasy setting that takes place in Europe around the time of the Crusades. Oh. Don't the Inquisition. The likes of what right. a show. Right. The they will Here we tie go. your ass to a stake and yeah, burn and you. Yeah, and burn you. Yeah. Yep. So. And I was very conscious of that fact. Oh, right. Um, like... I worked really hard to make sure that none of my my compatriots even knew what I was doing. Un- until it got to the, a life and death moment. Right. And then it was like, yeah, it's got to happen. I got to bring a lot of fire down right now. Yeah. And that, no one's going to explain away. But right. then again, the only people around to see it were you guys and the orcs. And, and we left them for dead. And the, the rest of the party will complain because they're alive. Because they're right. alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, it will be. It'll probably be a separate supplement. Um, it may it may come out w- with its own thing, or maybe attach it to s- d- different kinds of settings. I'm not sure, yeah. but th- um, th- that is something I'm working on. I, I did want to say there was an assertion made about the moment of truth games that we have played, mm-hmm. and that was that nobody had had actively had specifically chosen to fail and get a moment of truth. That's not true. It. Early on, it happened a lot. Because Stork and I both did it in the fantasy game, and I did it in the... Um, oh, the, the, in the, the mountains. The mountains. Because right, remember, I was making a driving roll. Your car, that's My right. My driving yeah. roll, and I was like, yeah, I fail. It's very <laughs> rare to make those that choice, though. It is. It's rare, and it should be, because it should be a, a, a relevant moment. Right. Again... You, you were just said, somebody should make a game where you're rewarded for failure. Well, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, thank you, and, and thank you for, for enjoying what we do. I appreciate it. Next email, who would like to read this? I'll take that, right. if that's okay. Yeah. Someone run a Call of Cthulhu game for Stu, sent in by Terran. Enough is enough already. Stu has mentioned that, while he prefers to GM rather than play, he would love for someone to run in through a Call of Cthulhu game. Someone man or woman up and just do it for him already. Now that the main point is out of the way, greetings all. Okay, done with this email. Happy gaming, <laughs> Terran. You guys better keep the promise of having Angry GM run an online game for you guys or else. The reason I wanted to uh, read this mm-hmm. is because all man up. Okay, awesome. Brilliant. Um, my earliest GMing was Call of Cthulhu. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, first edition AD and D. That was the first non AD and D game that I GMed. Okay. And my old group said that uh, call games were the best games I ever ran. Really? So I will totally put together a Call of Cthulhu game. I'll run it under BRP, or I'll do uh, Realms of Cthulhu Savage Worlds. Even. I'd like uh, uh, under burp. That's fine. That would be. That would be That's fine. And if anybody else wants to play, you know. I'll totally run it. Call of Cthulhu is something you can actually do solo. I think it would actually might be a little more fun because you're not having to to try to keep everybody busy. In many ways, it's just the detective and, and yeah. or the person and him finding the clues and putting it together. I find that most it, of Lovecraft was by you know some guy stumbling into something by himself. Yeah, but but I find call games work well with two or three people. All right, two or three people is good. You don't want you don't want a big huge group. You know, it's not like right. a you know a dungeon delve, but it's still a role-playing game, and you want to be able to role-play with people. Right. <coughs> so, yeah, two or, two or three people is really good for a call game. All right. 
Next. Update from out of print DM. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. So ang- uh, we have to. He- this is somebody that's on the pro angry GM side, right? Because he's very divisive. We've had yeah. people. Th- that- he's yeah, very polarizing. To let everyone know, I, I will absolutely have him back on again. Uh, the download numbers on the show, I get a nice little bump there. Form traffic goes up. <laughs> the guy knows how to drive people to websites. I'll tell you, tell you that. Traffic he, and he's not, and I kn- I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but. That show for me was a blast to do because I, I don't have to talk to it much. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind not doing it. Update from Out of Print DM. Hello, Happy Jack hosts. Greetings from once again from Out of Print DM. What? Oh, you're waving. I thought you were waving. You're raising your hand to say something. No. Uh, out of Print DM, still living in Yorkshire, England. A quick follow up from my letter a few episodes back, pertaining to me running a game for a group of new players. Well, the first session went very well and has gone from a single game to a full-blown campaign. The five ladies playing have really surprised me, keen on roleplay and not wanting to fight everything, anyone they encounter. The advice from the show have helped very much, or has helped very much. One additional thing I have done is using the milestone rule for gaining a level so they don't see encounters as experience point pinatas. Do you want to talk about that at all, the milestone rule? All right. A confession... I think we may have broken one of the DMs in, in our group. No good. At the end of the last year, <laughs> yes, one of our DMs decided to run a D&D 5e game and got the horde of the Dragon Queen and set up to running, to running it. A mixed party consisting of a Dragonborn bard, an elf rogue, a drow paladin, mine, a half-elf ranger, and a human wizard. <clears throat> we started the game as traveling companions, a common trick in pre-published games, and encountered a town under attack. As the good paladin, I charged in to save the innocents, and the rest of the party backed me up. This is when things started to go a bit wrong. Or as they would say in Yorkshire, sideways. I think the adventure intends for you to fight your way into the keep uh, that has been besieged. Uh, not us, though. We attacked with vigor, stampeding cattle into the attacking forces lines, and many other things. We also got lucky with the dice rolls. He seemed to get the yes and style and went with it. Our GM's problem got worse when he tried to pronounce the NPC names. <laughs> now our group has a range of players from 30s to late 40s, and he always has a laugh when come together. And we always have a laugh when we come together. And we took the proverbial christening the NPCs with silly names. A few sessions later, he got really pissed off when our rogue one-shot killed the session's big bad guy with a spoon. See Appendix X, one below for how. We also noticed a distinctive lack of preparation on the DM's part. I've always practiced the rule of P, Appendix 2, in gaming. Uh, I guess I'll read the appendixes after the end of this. This guy sent appendixes with this email. Yeah. At the end of the session. Appendices. Oh, that's right, appendices. And you guys thought I was bad. (laughs) At the end of that session... Only one page. He, <laughs> he, he closed the book and said, next week he is running the game in a homebrew. As next week arrived and our party was forced into the Shadowfell because the DM likes playing the undead, the game was at best lackluster. And as the player's frustration grew, so did our sarcasm. And he stopped running for a bit. He has not returned to our group since. I feel that... Uh, I feel that to share some of the, I feel I have to share some of the responsibility for breaking the DM in question. So far and even handed so fair oh, so, and even handed so host. fair and even handed folks I'm trying to sort of edit on the fly. So fair and even handed hosts of Happy Jack's Confessional, what should my penance be for breaking the DM? 
And here's the appendices. Appendix 1. Level 4 Rogue. Assassin build. Alert feat. Spoon. 1d3 plus 4 dex. Sneak attack. 2d6. So critical roll equals 2d3 plus 4d6 equals death to the big bad guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, appendix 2. The rule of P. Prior preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance. I see that. There's a lot of pee in your mouth there at the end of that. Prior <laughs> preparation and planning prevents piss poor <clears throat> performance. Kind of like that. The rule of P. So, what should he have done I don't think he to not drive his DM away? Well, right. I mean, the, the, how, how many of us have had a, have come up with a fight we thought was going to be the big grand showcase battle, and it ends up the, the bad guy gets ends up getting one shotted or doesn't even get a chance to act? I've done it. Yeah, I've time. told the story over and over again. It happens. It happens. It happened in the actual play. I am. I am no mere hedge mage. Oh, he's gone. Look at that. He never even got his turn. <laughs> well, first guy you're fighting with level three spells. <laughs> he's going to throw a fireball at you. Good thing you killed him. Oh, because you guys went first. And so by the time they got yeah, to his roll. He rolled last on initiative. That's, that's sometimes you know, everyone else got a turn so and he was dead. It, it happens. And I think those things make for incredibly memorable stories. Sure. Oh, that, that, it... That, that that catchphrase, I am no mere hedge maze, gets quoted by the party all the fucking time because it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I understand this. He's concerned that the DM packed up his shit and went home because he couldn't take the fact that they one-shotted the big bad guy and got sarcastic about it? Isn't that like every the, gaming I, session? I, like- what, I, what I was reading out of this was that the GM got upset and packed up his toys and went home because he was catching some sarcastic feedback about how the game was going. Um, and so what I'm about to say is for that GM. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck yeah, up, boy. I, I, you know, I think you're better off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As GMs, we all have... Those feelings of nervousness and 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 you know stress when we go to the end of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I never not have those. I hope I never lose that feeling myself. But um, yeah, as a GM, you're going to do things right and things are going to go spectacularly and and it's going to be an awesome game. And you're going to have nights when yeah, it's just not cooking. It's just not there. It, it happens. Suck it up. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't picture a, a gaming table where there isn't. Sarcasm. Oh, yeah. If they're not giving me shit... We live on sarcasm. All of us geeky people live on sarcasm. Absolutely. our way of life. Um, The players in my Deadlands game will not let me deal the action cards because they're convinced that somehow I'm controlling the deck. Well, you are. (laughs) I'm not, but... So now it's just a thing. I, I hand the deck to them. And it's like, and I have two decks, and we hand them around the table every time a Joker comes up. But it's a thing, and they give me a ration of shit about it all yeah. the time. And it's okay, cool, but you know. Yeah, no, uh, dude, I don't remember what your name was, Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Was Gavin? Was it? No, it was. Uh, uh, no, it it's was out of print DM. Out of print DM. Out of print DM. Uh, yeah, just find a new DM who won't cry when you, you get know, a little though, sarcastic. All right, I'm going to I'll play the devil's advocate. There is a time when uh, you feel like your players aren't taking your game very seriously, right? It's a and, game. And it's a game. I, I it's get a game. it. I get it. And sometimes you're trying to, you know, 
have a serious moment or maybe cause me to, and they're all you know they're all playing the knights who say knee and renaming all the npcs and they're 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 making the tone of the game that you have set up completely well, opposite right the game, then, the, then you the talk vamp- to them the vampire game we had that could have been a very t- intensive quiet um cerebral game yeah except that it was you and me at the table <laughs> and i'm playing an israeli no he's I, good sonny guts and and <laughs> no no water resistant not not proof you went swimming with it but I, my point my point being that the gm may have felt that you were basically uh taking a piss on him as sure, they would say anyway. sure and, and yeah, because you were obviously not taking his game seriously therefore not taking him seriously the gm needs to say up front this is the tone of game i want to yes. run yes and and there may be players who say i'm not interested in playing that kind of game thanks but go ahead and do that one without me because i have trouble if you don't want joking around on the game like if i was to run uh i, I mean i ran a call of cthulhu game and the 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 one i ran at the con and i, I ran a play test of it here i think i put an actual play i don't know if i was recording back then i may not have been recording back then but i we did a um uh, a play test of it and uh everyone was was very very serious the whole game and, and it ended up with the, the whole party being killed at the end of the game some of them by each other's hands but um it was and that, and there was a couple times when the players would say just so i, I they say you know this is a play test i understand this is a play test but at this point my character would get the fuck out of this city. Right, Elizabeth brought, Elizabeth Elizabeth, brought that right. up. She was yeah. like, uh, is there any reason I can't get on a train and leave? And you're like, oh, shit, uh, no. There, there really was is no I reason. I did the final game, right? because I realized that. Um, but I said, yeah, I mean, she metagamed and said, no, I'll stay because this is a play test. Right. But, but any reasonable <laughs> person in those positions would leave. Fuck this. <laughs> uh, right. The original Shit Zombies game, the Bruce and Casey and... and uh, uh, John and, and Tyler, they were just huge assholes in the game. Monstrous, big, amazing, huge assholes. Right. And uh, there were a number of times where I was like, okay, this is, you guys are having fun, but this is kind of not the game I wanted to run. I, you know, I, I don't want you guys to shit on every NPC that comes your way. I, I want there to be some role playing for me as well. I, I, I need to have some fun doing this as well. And they went, oh, okay, fine. And they're never going to be a non-asshole group. That's just, I mean, that's the way the game is a kind of set. A group of assholes are going to play... A group of assholes. Asshole they're, 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 <laughs> but, but, I mean, it was bad for a long time. But that really toned it down. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that toned it down well, a lot because I, I told them this is, you know... Yeah. And, you know, it, again, it comes back to our pretty much constant advice for everything having a grown-up conversation with your players. With, yeah. With yeah, your yeah. players. Well, you know, the other thing is, I guess, too, as a player, if you're being sarcastic and dissing his game and you're not noticing that he's feeling uncomfortable or feeling... Maybe it's up to you as well to be a little bit aware, a little bit more sensitive about how you're treating somebody's hard work because he doesn't have to run a game for you. And if, you're, if, he, if you've taken a piss all over his game and, and you don't notice the fact that he's getting upset, that's also, part, that's also on you as well. The player needs to know, this guy spent a lot of time putting something together and if you're treating it like a, like a joke, he's, he's, chances are he's going to get a little upset. Yeah. I, I find that with campaign games... There tends to be a lot more yucking it up, yeah, um, than with con games. 
Con or games, even one shots. Or even one shots. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is familiarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my Deadlands group, great players, lots of fun. I allow a certain amount of time for just you know re- shenanigans shenanigans because yeah. it's going to happen because it's just that's the dynamic of that group but I, I i do see your point about if you're playing in a game and the tone of the game is not what the gm is after there is some element of that on the on the players as well yeah I, I don't disagree with that it's something to be considerate of as well i mean somebody spent a lot of time prepping a game and making it and getting together and buying drinks and getting you in the house and then you go and treat his game like a like a joke or take a shit all over it uh yeah perhaps it's also on the gm to, to not be as sensitive but it's also on the players to like you know hey <laughs> we also need to realize this guy put some time into this it's and it's a it, you know it's Part of being in a social group and getting together as, as players. Yeah. But um, I, th- I think there's blame to go around on both ends on this. And, yeah, uh, to be fair, sometimes things just get out of hand. They do. You know, things yeah. do escalate. Um, I- I've gotten caught up in the, the shenanigans myself, and where, you know, like we're just, you know, something strikes me as funny, and it's like, whoop, quip comes out of my mouth before I can stop it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, but at the end of the day, we're playing a game yeah, and you're trying around. to have a good time and have fun. So, um, if I was trying to do something that was so very serious, and I was trying to be so very serious, setting the tone for that immersion to to get the players to immerse into that is my job as the GM. Ultimately, that responsibility is mine. They also have to have buy-in to that. And I think you have to have a conversation beforehand. I agree. Don't blindside them. Well, if or you, even if after you the normally fir- play that way, and then suddenly they come into the room and there's candles all over the place and, you know, you know the wall, the windows are draped in black curtains and all of this. And you, let them know beforehand. You should never start a game. So they're not worried about their lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no, not Black Leaf. No. <laughs> Uh, That's the first thing I would think. Not black leaf. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the the, the, thing, the thing is, though, I, I think I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, you think you just you're, forgot, but you're not sure. Yeah. Is you're ostensibly a group of friends coming right. together to play a game, right? And even if you do set it up beforehand where you've got the candles and the black curtains and black leaf's going <clears> to <throat> die there's still going to be times where because you're all friends there's a little bit of jocularity right i, I yeah. don't think I, that could never be helped i don't no. i would love to see a game where everybody came in sat down immediately got into character did nothing but play their character the entire time until the end of the session and then it was like well that was really great did i tell you what happened last thursday I've never seen that happen. I, I've never seen that either, and I have seen the inverse many times where I had something that was fairly serious going on, but players come in, we sit down, we're getting getting ready, and there's just something about the feel of the night, and it's just like I, the emotional context that I was after is not here tonight. Yes. It's not going to happen. So you know what? We're going to play Munchkin instead. You know, but you can all you can change it. Stu changed it in his Ghostbusters game on oh, yeah. the flip of a switch. We're all playing this sort of funny Ghostbusters game and kind of have a good time. And the next thing we know, the little kid is talking about eating his mommy's eyeballs, and it got real. Yeah, all of a fast. sudden, everybody's sober. Uh, mm-hmm. If it, do you know listeners that 
that um, actual play has almost 10,000 downloads. Really? Yeah. I, I was going to say, <clears throat> if you have, n- if you e- only listen to one actual play that we ever put out, any of us, listen to that one. The very first one. Though the sound is terrible. Though. It is. The sound quality is not where <laughs> we outside. got it's li- with it's later. It's yeah, listenable. You yeah. can hear it. But, um, but just the emotional context of that moment is so huge. Hey. So, let's, go let, let, let's go on to the uh, Apple Crisp. I got it. From Jonas. Apple Crisp. Email from Jonas. Dear Happy Jackers, I have been listening to your podcast faithfully for the last mm. year, and your collaborative storytelling model of gaming has helped me both as a player and as a GM. Oh, thank you. I especially enjoy the gaming horror stories and your critique to help us all become better RPGers. I first played D&D 1st Edition back in the early 80s nice. and have subsequently played Star Frontiers, D&D 4th, Bad Memory at that point, Pathfinder, Star Wars D20, and most recently an adaptation of Gamma World loosely based on the D20 modern gaming system. So all, all new games then? <laughs> Star I don't even know if you can find Star Frontiers. No. Is it, yeah. no. Uh, while the emails reveal all sorts of games that have come off the rails and some are certainly uncomfortable, none ended with the party almost being poisoned by one of the players outside of the game. Okay. Whoa. Let me start at the beginning. Some years back, we were having a game of AD&D 1st Edition. I know, we played it way too long. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh. It's still fun. Um, but we, we all were too busy to learn any new rules. We generally have a snack at some point, and the player that was hosting the session had asked a parent to pick up something, which they did. He returned with an apple crisp, as well as some forks and plates. He cut it up, and the three players and DM all started to eat it. About a minute later, the DM... We'll call him Mark. Ceased eating after a solitary bite and queried as to why the apple crisp was so raw and even a little frozen. I had noticed something was off, but not wanting to be an impolite guest, had eaten about a third of the portion and now stopped as well. The host that had served this, Scott, now realized that in fact his parents had picked up an uncooked apple crisp and blushed when he realized that he had served it completely raw. He went and got the package and kept repeating that nowhere did it say it had to be cooked <laughs> well, as that's, his defense. And that's fair. I was like, no, I had no idea. As God is my as witness. As God is my witness, I thought. <laughs> um, in the middle of the commotion, the last player, Ian, actually polished off the whole piece of raw crisp and barely noticed that he was eating raw semi-frozen dough and soggy, mushy apples. Mark, our DM, then started to get his things... And was planning to get checked out at the local hospital ER until I assured him that this was not necessary. And while traumatic, uh, this would hardly be life-threatening. I am a licensed physician, and this was my professional opinion on the subject. This group still routinely games about once a month, as we have been doing on and off for over 20 years at this point. Turning a negative to a positive, we now have the apple crisp rule. In any combat, once per night, any player is allowed to recount the story as told above. This serves two purposes. One, it adds plus one to the two hit rolls and damage rolls of each of the characters in the party for that round. And two, to never let Scott forget that if he should ever service an apple crisp again, it must be fully cooked. 
<laughs> this story gets routinely told and in many occasions at this point has helped a party get through a difficult combat. Keep on happy jacket, Jonas. You, you and Gina eating is a little bit of raw dough, which means you might have a little raw egg. A little might raw have egg. a little it's raw egg. It's been frozen. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, be fine. fine. You'll be fine. So, so spe- I'm sorry. Go go, ahead. I was going to say, you and Gina like to quote uh, one of these horror stories all the time. Whenever you guys get into a, a situation, what is it? What is it? It's it's a mu- it's polywogs. They're bullywogs, Pat. Bullywogs. Bully- yep. Wandering damage. Yep. That's the one. Uh, so, speaking of uh, still playing AD and D, did you guys see that Wizards of the Coast released? The PDF of the first edition player's handbook on RPG Now and Drive-Thru? I hadn't noticed Oh, really? That. I yeah, did. Cool. I heard that they it's, were going to do that. It's legit. It's, oh, it, was it you that posted it in the forum? It was me. Okay. <laughs> um, they, a couple of years back, they did premium reprints of all the older books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they didn't have um, the source files, so pretty much they had to scan OCR, relay out, and rebuild the books. And they actually put out you know the first and second edition books as uh, premium reprints. Uh, they just took the their their la- original layout files for that reprint and released it as a PDF. So That's you very can cool. you, you can once again buy the first edition AD and D Player's Handbook, all legit. Yeah, and I still know, have my originals. So. Oh, so I, do I. So they, unfortunately, I don't have my originals, but I one of our listeners them. gave me replacements. Oh, that's well, true. that's that's the thing. Oh. I have replacements, but yeah. I have I have a full set of first edition books yeah, on my I've, shelf. I have the full set, and um, the reason I got that. I have them as I said that if I could get a co- set of a copy of the books, I would run a first edition game at a con a couple years ago, and one of our listeners sent them to me, the whole set. Wow! Um, and I was like, "Dude, this is awesome!" I said, um, "I'll send them back to you as soon as I'm done with them." And he said, "No, no, no, they're yours." Wow! And I was like, that's okay. amazing. Wow, said, that's How amazing. much do I owe you? And he said, "Nothing." I was like, "But," so I started to set up the game, and I was like reading the rules. And I was going. Oh God! Why did we play this game? God, why did we play this game? Would, and then I ran the play test. And I was like, Oh yes, because this is fun. why we played yeah. this game because it's just fun. Okay, your deities and demigods. Uh, it's not the original. Ah, uh, I have an original. I had an original. Um, it has gone the way of the dodo. God, you I mean do- gods, demigods, and heroes? No, for first edition they um, uh, repackaged that and published it as it was called deities De- and I've demigods. Got I've got it. And the very first editions had the Cthulhu mythos, yeah. and Lankmar. the Malibonian mythos, yeah, and, and Lankmar. Lankmar. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I have that. It's in, it's on my bookshelf because yeah. my original copy had them in it. Yeah, mine does because there, there were copyright issues, I guess, later yeah. on. That they well, had no, they format. licensed them. They actually licensed them, but they took them out of a later printing because they didn't want to be promoting somebody else's game. Ah, right. Ah. Because if... if At that point, Stormbringer had come out and... Stormbringer and Call of Cthulhu, and I don't think there was a, a Lankmar game at that there point. There was a Lankmar setting for D&D For second edition, point, yeah. For second edition. Um, and there is soon to be... Actually, you can get it now. For Savage A Lankmar Wars. setting for Savage yeah. Worlds, which I have okay. to... Okay, I'll, I'll plead ignorant. What's Lankmar? Uh, Zaffer Zaffer the Grey Mouse. That's right, okay. Yeah. Zaffer, that's what I was going to... Uh, yeah. Fritz Lieber. Fritz Lieber. Is it Lieber or Lieber? It's I always How do you spell it? <laughs> How do you spell it? L-E-I-B-E-R. Wouldn't it be Leiber? It's German, yeah. yeah Leiber. It's German, yeah. In, in German, doesn't the second vowel have all the... Fritz I'm, Leiber, yeah. I, I beats the fuck out I, of me. I think it's Leiber. It depends on what part I of Germany so. you're from. I think it's Leiber. The, the part uh, where they talk, I think Mauser. it's Mauser! You know, he's not in the chat or he's anything, chat. but, you know. Uh, viewer mail from John from Sweden. <laughs> from Sweden. Hello, Jackarinos and Jackarettes. First, drink! 
I don't have anything. I don't it's, have anything. It's not even new sadly. yet. Sorry. But. Uh, thanks, and Bjork York for reading my last <laughs> email. York, York, York. The Tale of the Crane and Andy. Sitting in a tree, K-A-S-S-I-N-G. I have another, less pain-inducing, pain but probably more annoying tale from my more recent post-crane group. Please read this mail in deep southern or in a Long Island in a Long Island dialect. Do you want me to do it? Because I can do the southern. Um, what, what, what's deep southern? Wait, I've got it. Windy draws. Yeah, that's I was just windy draws. This is a story about a player. <laughs> Let's call him Manon. Manon killed that. Literally. I have been playing RPG over 10 years now. And you will play a character with a highly survival intent. I should read it normally so people understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you're from Sweden. He's like, what? This is a story about a player. Let's call him Manu Manuel. As in Batmanuel? Yes. Okay. Manuel killed death. Literally. I have been playing RPGs for over 10 years. I usually play characters with a high survival instinct. Some call it cowardly at times. But I think my characters prefer to be alive than to be dead in most cases. During these years, as a player and a GM, I have died about five to six times, and as a GM, killed about ten PCs. <coughs> I used to I used to use death in the game as something special. When someone died, it mattered. There was always a great sadness to the death, not just I'll roll up a new PC in and steal my old one's boots. <laughs> a naked man appears, poof, and starts stripping the dead body. Um, uh, death of a PC should be felt in the fields, damn it. Uh, the Weird Sisters would call that a nut pinch. A, a, nut, a nut pinch? That's nut yes. pinch? Yes. <laughs> they, they don't have nuts. They have, it's, they, nut they pinch is pretty much just, it'll double you right over. <laughs> but, right. Take a drink. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> Manuel is the only player I have ever played with that regressed played with that regressed as a player rather than evolve. It, it started out good. He was new to the hobby and well was a bit immature at times like most new players. However, the first game we played, he stayed in character and played on the story presented. Then something happened. We played two campaigns for a year. First a Swedish game called Simbaroom, pronounced Simbaroom. Hey, look at that! I got it right. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thirteenth Age, we regressed from a decent new player to a, I don't know what to call it. We played every Saturday for a year. He died more than any other session. He he died more than any other. He died more than player. every other session. Than every other session. Oh, okay, right. So. In two, in three sessions, he died twice. Right, or in four sessions, he died three times. Or as he says <laughs> next, in one session, he died three times. <laughs> Jesus. Um, somehow he forgot all kinds of of reason. In thirteen thirteenth age, they were in a dungeon, and most of the rooms were loaded with traps. He was so desperate to be the first in every room to find the loot that he alone triggered all the traps in the dungeon. In one room, he died with two PCs in the same trap. Whenever they met, 
an enemy he attacked and usually died because the others tried to use tactics. I said to him after his seventh death that we wanted him to play more mature. When he st- Then he started with the one-note characters. Each new PC he made had one, one, uno, characteristic in the role-playing. One example was an elf ranger who only cared about pot. Hey, man. Uh, I'm assuming he means that pot. Yes. Not yeah. like... Uh, this like is it. my pot. I call him Bob. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. This is my pot. There are many like it, but, but this, this one, one is, is mine. <laughs> In my pot, I keep earth and a twig. Every every single being we met, he asked if, if he had pot. Even dragons and the elf king. Oh. Hey, man. Try to imagine if Legolas in uh, Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings went up to Elrond when they were given the quest. Hey, do you have any pot? And later... The same to Gladriel and later to Denethor, and you get the point. After that piece, he died. Uh, he made a human fighter whose one note was that he was lazy. He literally walked across a massacre on a battlefield, complaining that no one, that no one of the dead, not one of the dead, had a chair. After all of his one note PCs died, I lost count about 20. Jesus. Death was dead. No one in my group took PC death serious anymore. It became a joke. I'm working hard now trying to make death scary again, thanks to Manuel. Um, now, would you solve a sim- how would you solve a similar problem? I know I should have kicked Manuel out or told him to get his act together more, but I felt this wasn't any there, it wasn't any point since it didn't work out well. Uh, well, that's all, folks. Take a drink and stay awesome. Hurdy gurdy, do Bjork, 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 John Sweden. Um, uh, go ahead. The first thing I would recommend is give them non combat conflicts for a while. Yeah. And get them emotionally <laughs> invested in their characters. Yep. And once they they get emotionally invested into their mm-hmm. characters, then you can make things dangerous again. And if something happens to one of them, they will care. I, Except possibly Manuel. I was going to say, I think yeah. there's some deeper issues here. I think most of the point is that he really needs to be the center of tension all the time. Yeah. So he's making basically asshole characters that completely derail everybody else's immersion and makes himself the center of attention. Whether he's going up to the elf queen in the middle of like, a, all right, now we need to get on the quest. Hey, dude, you got any pot? Right, or whether he's wandering across the battlefield looking for a chair, you know, shouting at the top of his lungs, he's completely trying to be the center of attention and take away fun from everybody else. He wants the GM to keep focusing on him, and it's going to be really hard, even in a non-combat situation, to keep him from being a prima donna and wanting all the the spotlight on him. Now he's doing the spotlight on him in a failure way. He keeps doing broken characters like uh huh, uh, you know. I don't think he wants to be there. I, I, the other thing I think that might make death, and this it's kind of a dick move, but in this situation, I think it might be necessary. Blackleaf it a little bit. You your died. Char- you can't play anymore. Your character's dead. Next session, yeah. we'll introduce your new character. Don't roll one up and have him magically appear outside the door of the trapped yeah, room yeah, that you okay. just ran in. It's kind of a dick move. But if it 
if if this guy's spending characters' lives this easily, maybe maybe turn it back around on him and say, okay, once your character's dead, I'm going to reintroduce your character the next time the narrative it makes sense for to introduce your character, which ain't going to be at the bottom of a fucking dungeon. Right. You might also switch to a game system that takes a significant amount of time to make a character. Good point. Yes. yes. <laughs> Running a hero. Running a hero. Oh, it takes four, day, four days to make a character. Oh, I, I was, I'm ready. That's a very good point. GURPS is a really good thing because it's a very deadly system. You can die falling downstairs. Yeah. And it takes you a long time to make your character. So you end up inherently being much more careful about how you play and what you play mm-hmm. because you know that I just spent four hours building this thing. If I take, if I trip down, down the stairs and die, i got to start all over. Right. My concern about this is, this is really disruptive behavior. Yeah, I mean it's it's really disruptive. That, I, that I was would, my point. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's. I don't even think it's it's like he wants to be the center of the of attention. I think he wants to fuck up the game for everybody else. This is one of those situations where I would fall back on what you guys have always said is one of the mantras of Happy Jacks is pull him aside and have an adult one on one conversation. Change the game night. And say, or, or, or there's a game <laughs> that's that's and not tell right. him. But, you know, it's, it's no, but, but why? Why have the? Uh, that's why I said he maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. Of him. That's, yeah, that's what, because we had a similar situation years ago in in one of our games where the guy just played a character that was he just was constantly fucking things up because he he just didn't want to be there and he wanted to make everybody else yeah. suffer as well. Now. You know, we ended up the game session. We didn't run that anymore, and he went off and he got crazy. But that's a whole other story. The thing is, we all noticed that we're like, why? If you don't want to be here, why are you here? Why are you fucking it up for the rest of us? We did too, and I, I pulled the player. This was in one of my really, really old game groups, and I pulled the player aside, and I was like, dude, you act like you're not having fun at all. If you're not having fun, why are you playing? This is for us to have fun. You should have fun doing it. And if you're not, don't do it. And he said, well. The the GM is is one of my best friends, and I don't get to hang out with him unless we're playing this game. I was like, "Damn it! There's seven days in the week. Find another day to hang out with him if that's what you want to do. Right. But if you're not having fun in the game, then don't play it. Right? You know, go to the movies with him on Thursday or whatever. Uh, thank you, John from Sweden, who is also in the forum. Yep. So hey. Greetings. Oh, must be like two in the morning there. No, it's like it's in uh, early evening. 12, um, 12, yeah, twelve or fourteen hour difference, maybe. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not that far. Well, I can because we're my GMT minus nine. World, my, my phone has world world clock. I can tell you right now. Except it won't be Sweden, but it will be. Let's see. In London, it's eight eight p.m. You know, you you could just say. Hey John, why don't you put in the forum what time it is, <laughs> <laughs> or in the a, in the chat room? He may have fallen asleep by now. <laughs> <laughs> the response um, comes so back. So there are some see. some interesting um, ideas in the chat. Uh, one of them: uh, kill the person standing next to him. Make that NPC a parent of very small children. Uh, I personally, I I like this idea, but um, it. I think it has a low degree possibility of of working. Yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of a code reading him, you know, trying to guilt him and stuff. Uh, no, yeah. I ain't gonna work. I honestly think this guy's got some issues. I, I, I think I, I this agree. dude has some issues. That's. Uh, uh, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to fix this guy's problem in the game. It's eight thirty oh, p.m. Holy shit! It's eight thirty p.m. He, he said. Thing is, I told him that if he didn't get his stuff in line, uh, he would be kicked. He almost started to cry on me. Oh, see, that guy's got issues. Yeah. yeah. That's... So, that, 
But I said he, do, yeah. he doesn't need a GM. He needs a therapist. Right? <laughs> he needs therapy. He needs therapy. Do you need therapy? Do you need um, therapy, man? And it's eight thirty there. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good evening, John. See that. And if you'd like to listen live, and you're listening in Europe, uh, for the next few weeks, we'll be doing the show on Saturday mornings, and it's going to be at ten thirty, not at ten, so I can get my yoga class and still have breakfast because I still haven't eaten yet. It's noon. He's yeah, getting I'm, cranky. I'm not not yet. Well, I didn't take my my diabetes medication, so my blood sugar hasn't plummeted. Ah, so I'm fine. Um, and I'm on I'm on a uh, low carb again, which makes you less hungry. Yeah, it does most of the time. Low carbs good. Um, so there. But yeah, if you would like to listen, you can listen at happychecks.org slash live, and it's on Saturdays at ten thirty Pacific time, which is um, something or other UTC. <laughs> Something else. Nine hours which, ahead of which, that. which winds up being sometime around eight thirty uh, in eight thirty seven thirty. Are they ahead of seven? us? Is it? Uh, yes, they're oh, nine hours ahead nine. of us. So that's still it's Saturday nine, evening. It's not, nine there now. Not so eight Friday seven. Evening. So seven p.m. Sweden time. Sweden time. That's right. You can listen to us live seven p.m. Sweden time. We are global motherfuckers. Bjork daylight time. Bjork, Bjork daylight time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Technically, she's from Iceland, but all right. We'll let that go. No, B-O with a little dots Bjork. over it. Bjork. Bjork, yeah. Same Bjork, thing. Bjork. That's Bjork. Isn't that how she spells her name, too? Oh, no, it's got Jeremy J. The Yorks. Yeah, okay. Emphasis on the BJ. Yeah. Gaming horror story from Allervant. I'll take that. Go. Oh, wait. Horror story. Because he didn't print up the last two pages. Sorry. Sorry. Gaming I was, horror I was going story. This going, I can't. Oh, oh, I didn't yeah. give you enough. It's all oh, good. Well, it's all here, good. Use, no, no, no. Use this copy. I can listen. It's fine. I'll read, read along. This copy. It, it's funny. I like, I like watching you read along because your lips move. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is, I'm not actually reading. I'm drawing pictures. Hey, how does he put an umlaut over his O? They they have different keyboards yeah, over you there. Can do a they got keyboard setting. They got umlauts and and schwas and so all you sorts just of hit, stuff. like there's yeah. like an extra key you hit. To, yeah. yeah. If you know the alt code, you can just do alt and numeric keypad as well. I'm having numeric keypad. Stupid These are Macs. iMacs. Stupid Macs. They make one. I could spend like $200 for the one that has a... It'd be nice, too, because you can use it for recording. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming horror story from Alvarant. Oh, I gotta, I gotta play... It didn't happen, but I, I have a new sound effect. <laughs> and if I want to make fun of Stork with it, <laughs> did you make that yourself? What no. is that? No, I got it. I got it online. And if Kimmy's here, <laughs> okay. So what are you gonna do for Gina? Uh, it should be the same. Yeah, Kimmy is that like Gina, the, is that Kimmy like the, Gina can share. Is that like the oh, grown-ups yeah. from the Peanuts cartoons? Womp, womp, That's womp, womp. Yeah, is that the what you're going for? Said it kind of sounds. Yeah, it, yeah. Does. it does. And if you EQ it right, it sounds like someone over a phone. Just, because I think the I think the peanut sound effect was just a guy on a trumpet going. Uh, yeah. Or a trumpet or a trombone? Trombone probably. With a moot. Anyway, <laughs> good. Dear Happy Jack, I got a new soundboard software. Do you need like five minutes alone with your soundboard here? Because <laughs> I, I got I got all the cool stuff on here. Exterminate! Stork's hair is great. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Take three. I can go on for days. <laughs> Dear Happy Jack's crew, I have a GM horror story that I've wanted to tell you for some time. 
I had to wait because the GM in question is a gun enthusiast. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry, that's, but that's a good reason to wait, I guess. Yeah. And as I read this, my name is Tyler. <laughs> I had to wait because... <laughs> and he this, just moved to San Francisco. And I just moved to San Francisco because the GM in question is a gun enthusiast and had just moved to a new time zone, so I feel safer telling this. Our group has been together playing the hero system for a good number of years. Woot! We are a main GM and a backup GM running their own superhero campaigns. This horror story is what happened in our backup campaign. I played a 19-year-old slacker college student superhero who still had some growing up to do. At this point in the campaign, the sessions had become dominated by one character story arc that involved time travel, and I was feeling a bit left out. I asked the GM for my own plot thread and received it in the form of a 20-something bad girl who was bartending in a leather punk bar in London. Our first date started out following a map that was hidden in her tattoos. I am so stealing that, by the way. That is such an awesome thing. Yeah, that is. Wow. Orchestrated <coughs> by time travelers and ended in us breaking into a historical museum to find a magical artifact. Uh, what's wrong with this? It sounds awesome. It does sound kind of cool so far. Yeah. It's going to go pear-shaped in a minute. It's, yeah, it's going to go sideways. <laughs> a few sessions later, my character and her were going at it in a fairy ring where she got magical mind control powers. She then used those powers on my character and commanded him to love her. Love me. Love me, love me, say that Stop. But don't ever do that again. Yeah, don't. <laughs> what? Don't, don't stop being a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners who don't know the hero champion system, if your effect roll on a mind control attack is high enough, the target is not aware that he is being controlled. Everything he does, he believes he is doing of his own free will, no matter how out of character it is. That's exactly what happened to my character. At first, I went with it, seeing this as a role-playing opportunity. After a few sessions, it stopped being fun, but I stayed silent because I kept thinking that next time I'd make that breakout. So, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So, she was actually mind-controlling him without having to, like, concentrate or anything? Okay. That seems a little... Be- because with how- with hero, great power brings great responsibility. responsibility. Okay. Um, you can build it any way you, I guess any way right. you want it if okay. you've got the points for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, you can have the, that requires concentration right. limitation on or it. Or right. it's cheaper. that it not... Or it's just always on. Right. Yeah, that it's always Bring on. Bring the end cost to zero. Uh, the thing is, though, that um, there is a, a, a catch with the mind control power um, that... You'd you would have to spend a great deal of points on it to make it do what she's tr- what she the GM's doing with it here. Um, but that's an NPC. That's so an NPC. So it GM is entirely possible. Yeah, yeah, it is entirely possible. Yeah, that seems a little points. Points tend to not matter as much with GM NPCs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Carry on. I'm sorry. That's okay. After eight sessions and several failed rolls, I was eight frustrated. Sessions. Eight Eight sessions. Wow. You can't say you didn't stick with it. That's true. (laughs) That gives our advice. Well, just keep going with it till you make a save out saving throw. Even after spending thousands of dollars on her, risking his secret ID defending her honor, and being presented with her long criminal record along with her psychiatric evaluation, specifically stating her narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies. I want to interject something real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Just from a purely mechanical standpoint. 
um, all of the things that he just listed would have improved his yeah his breakout chances because these are all things that are harmful to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes on to say it was still not enough to break her hold over my character. By this point, it would be clear, even to a sex-crazed 19-year-old, that this was a bad relationship. When she drew up a marriage contract so she could stay in the U.S., that was it. I emailed the GM saying the marriage was crossing a line that I did not want crossed. Please stop it. God, if only we were that easy in real life, right? Okay. Don't stick it in the crazy. Well, that's a... It does make for a good story, but up to a point. Eight sessions of that. Eight sessions, wow. The GM replied the following week. He began by, quote, I do not know how to answer this properly. I delayed writing back to try to be... I delayed writing back to try to think of a response that would be civil, unquote. He reminded me that I asked for my own plot thread and suggested I make a new character. Oh, Jesus. What? Right? Our group had invested years into the campaign and our characters, so the thought of retiring my character over this was a bit extreme, to say the least. So, the answer to, I don't want to marry the crazy NPC, was make a make new, a new character. character. I would like to have control of my own character again, please. No. Please? No. <laughs> no. Make a new character. No. You no. wanted a story, dick. You wanted a right <laughs> asshole. Here's your story. Now now get me story. Get married and like it. <laughs> Wow. Nah! <laughs> I'm not good with confrontation, so I asked a mutual friend outside of the group. Uh, I lost the line. So I asked along. a mutual friend outside, outside of the group, group along with our main GM, for advice. Maybe Hyatt asked for too much and his feelings were justified. Both of them agreed I was not out of bounds. I, I think we do too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our main GM was surprised I put up with it for so long and offered <laughs> to email him to try and be the voice of reason. That only seemed to make the situation worse, since I had dragged our main GM into No it. fair, you told Dad! Yeah, totally right. right. At the next session in this campaign, the girlfriend suddenly returned to London off-screen, and the mind control over my character suddenly ended. Since he didn't know he was under mind control in the first place, he didn't realize it had just ended. There was no closure or anything, just poof, and it was done. I didn't bring it up again to keep the peace and moved on. Many sessions later, the character arc involving time travel was resolved in our favor, but doing so altered history to the point that we decided it was just better to end the campaign. He moved a few months later. We still play online with our main GM. I've learned from this experience, but I'm not sure what I could have done differently except for bringing this up sooner. Your podcast has inspired me to start my own campaign, good on you, <coughs> uh, with this group, and I have found your advice to be helpful with one exception. There is no yes ending when it comes to time travel. Have a drink, because after reading this, I'm sure you'll need one. Time right. travel. Fuck that shit in role-playing games. That's yeah. all Definitely, I have to say about time yeah. travel. Definitely. I mean, and, and, unless um, you're willing to fuck up your timeline. Because, you know, yeah. yeah. If when you go back and kill Hitler, it beca all becomes Inglorious Bastards. But you got to know that going in. Right. But you notice where it ends. Notice well, yeah. where the story of Inglorious Bastard ends. Right. Right at the point where things go sideways. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, I, a couple of things. Um, from a, a purely technical hero standpoint, I think the GM erred. In, in some technical ways, but more importantly, he aired philosophically as a GM. Yeah. A player came to, to this GM and asked for something in the game. 
Okay, cool. That's fine. That is a golden opportunity. And then Most he, just he don't, provided don't something do in response to that. Okay. And the player went with it for a little while. But at some point, the player went, wait, 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 wait. This is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? At that point, as a GM, you don't have the privilege of getting butt hurt about it. Right. It's, oh, okay, well, let's refactor this and see what we can do to make this work, you know, and, and make it work out. Where where does the problem lie? Um, what the GM did, in my opinion, falls under the heading of assholery. Yeah. Um, and you're better off without him. Mind control of a PC... Is, is super a tricky. Touchy issue. It anyway. is super tricky. It's super touchy and super crazy. It, it, and and just real quick, I don't want to step ahead, on you, but but early on in this episode, we talked about what is owed at the table, and I said the only thing you owe is fun. Right. And that GM denied him of his fun. He was no longer having fun, and the GM should have picked up on that and said, "Done. We'll do something else." You're, you're going to mind control a PC. Mind control him for. Minutes. Minutes. Maybe an hour of, of table time. Not eight sessions. Eight sessions? Well, at, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I don't even that mind. Wrong. I don't even mind a couple sessions, but at some point he needs to get it out. I mean, I know he failed his roles, but don't punish him for bad roles. For God's sakes, and my, my entire gaming career would be <laughs> over if that were true. I'm mean, hit by a car and it's a traumatic event and it shakes him of his mind control or something. I have the other players notice that he's behaving differently and have right. them intervene. Yeah. But he got punished for having bad roles and had to put up with right. eight sessions. And I mean, that, it might be an interesting thing to explore for three sessions until he realizes that, oh my God, not only are you a crazy bitch, but you've been mind controlling me wow what an interesting story that can be now sure yeah, eight and, sessions is too long yeah and i have a, i have a hard time i don't know hero very well but to, to one of jib's points earlier i have a hard time thinking that that the gm did it properly uh, the gm uh had him do his breakout roles properly with all of that information coming back to him right because because that when you're mind controlled things that go contrary to what your character believes in, exceedingly contrary, should help you break out of that Should help you break out. And when you're playing a superhero, and here's this person who's coming up with just criminal behavior after criminal behavior after criminal behavior after criminal behavior, that should be helping you go, fuck it, I don't want a part of this. And let's assume for one second that everything went totally sideways and he just botched every role. Never, and just never managed to get out of it. Okay, at the point at which the player says, "Okay, we need this to end," um, and okay, you bamf her off. She runs off to London, back to London, and the mind control is broken. Okay, during the mind control, he was unaware that he was being mind controlled, but when it ends, he's got a mountain of evidence in yep. front of him. Yep. All um, the shit he did that he wouldn't have done. All the shit that he did that Except he would not he, have his done. Kid, his, his character is also very young. And maybe getting laid for the first time. Well, uh, that well, has mind control of its own. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. But only does. It, I, I just. I could. Buy I that. think the GM ultimately did a disservice to the player. Yeah, oh, me too. Oh, totally, certainly. absolutely, and, totally, without doubt. Um, that was. Which, I mean, after it, it, I, I can say, okay, you're gonna be mind controlled until you make that roll. If after several failed attempts. Have something else in the story intervene. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the other players. Exactly. The other yeah. players, yeah. Or yeah. Ha- right. Yeah. 
dude, guys, we brought this you guy here, is, Bob. This guy is here, about Bob, to talk. We have to some you. problems with your yeah. with your with your conduct yeah. lately, <laughs> and we thought that confronting you as a group out of love was really the best thing we yeah. could do. Your girlfriend's a twat. <laughs> yeah, or it, you no, get but, in combat, but, get hit in the head, and it jars you. You know, because or many times in, or she, someone, someone attacks her, and she gets clobbered in the head, and right. suddenly that breaks. And suddenly it goes off. Right. Or, but even 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 just you know, to Stork's point, hey, uh, other superhero. He's doing some really weird stuff, man. He's hanging out with this criminal chick. They're talking about getting married. That, that's not normal. He stopped right. showing up at the mansion. Yeah, He's not yeah, dressing yeah. in his super suit anymore. Your super suit looks like shit. You're not washing it anymore. What's wrong, man? We've noticed a problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But stage I, and intervention. Yeah. All of all of these things require something that GM was clearly not capable of, yeah. and that was thinking of about the player. Yeah, and I think he was being punished as well for nothing that was that was, and, and everything was out of his control. And he was being punished for asking for something. Well, he, he was being punished because he couldn't make the rolls. He was being punished because he asked for a story. Uh, how dare he? I guess. And and he was he had no control at at right at any point in there. He had no way of getting out of it until the GM told him he could. I, I just want to say I'm so fortunate that I've never had to play with anyone like any of the horror stories we read on the show. <laughs> I, I sit I down have. and thank my lucky stars every night. Well, I not every night, but... Gilded Phoenix on the forum, or give the player more meta control. In other words, even if the character doesn't have a say in what he's doing, doesn't mean the player shouldn't. It can be a tough line to walk, but if you have a seemingly unending case of mind control, the player deserves more narrative input. You can bring the player in on it, which obviously this GM is not even going to think of Is, is not going to think of that. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But, I mean... You, as the as the GM, you can go to the player and say, "Okay, hey, here's what's going on with your character. Here's what your motivations are. You run your character, informed by all of these decisions. And this is these are these are right. how you're prioritizing your life. She's the most important thing in your world. You're going to protect her. You're going to make sure she's safe. Mm -hmm. You're going to make sure she doesn't leave you. You're obsessed with her. Da, da da da. Give the player all of that information. Let the player play his character within that framework." Right. Don't make. Don't say right. no. You do this. Right. A admittedly, it requires a good player. As yes. Well. Admittedly, I am am blessed with the players that I get. Um. But my way of handling this is much like what Gilded <laughs> Phoenix is talking about. Um. Uh, as an example, uh, in the Sturmgeist game, at one point, Molly's character got mind controlled for a brief amount of time. And what I told her was, <coughs> wow, you don't know why these people are attacking your friends, but it seems like a really good idea to take the book and give it to him. Right. And she was like, I'm on that. <laughs> yeah. Mom and her a great friends grabbed her and physically restrained her from doing that. But it's, here's the impetus. <coughs> what you're going to do about it is up to you. And if the player finds a, a loophole to let them not carry out necessarily the letter of what's going on, I will let them. Um, because I have uh, had cases where, uh, in my Deadlands game, where one of the characters got puppeted, which is mind control. Yeah. And was told, um, attack these people. Kill these people. And uh, the player intentionally... Carried out the letter of the of the demand, which was attack was to try to kill these people, but did so 
with a much less powerful way of doing so than she could have. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm fine with that. I will let that run. Yeah. Shot, th- shot through the heart, and you're to blame. You, you give, give mind control a, a bad, bad name. Uh, <laughs> look over that. That was, okay. I, <laughs> I ran Tyler once, and uh, he he picked up a uh, a cursed sword, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, it was actually pretty hard to get affected by the curse because it was weak. Because I don't like doing that kind of stuff, but. He wound up botching a couple saving throws or whatever, and and uh, the thing about the sword is it made you covet it, and it had other powers which they precious. Yeah, it, they had it had other powers which they hadn't unlocked oh, yet. Hold on, what? Excellent. I'll be right in. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I give him lunch. But <clears> so <throat> later he wound up losing the sword, and I have to I had to keep telling him things like, "Wow, you you think that guy's got your sword?" And I felt bad for doing that because I was making him act in ways that. But you weren't making him act. Well, no, that's true. You that, were y- giving right. him bad cues. You were giving him yeah. impetus. Yeah, but even so, I was like, ah, "This is kind of this is kind of skeevy." I'm not. I'm not. This is. This well, it's a skeevy. Odd, it's a skeevy thing. Yeah, it was. But uh, to to take someone and control them like that for eight sessions. Now, what always happens to me is when that happens to me is my character could be totally ineffectual. Right up until the moment when I get mind controlled and told to attack my friends, and then it's crit, 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 crit. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, really? <laughs> now, now the dice like, are in Oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Vanguard uh, 3006 makes an interesting comment, which allowing the player that freedom can create a great scenario for them to play outside of their box for a while. Mm-hmm. F- key words. For a while, <laughs> right. I don't think any of us are arguing that it no. could be fun for a little bit, but for a, it, it had. Eight but you've sessions. got that to guy's end a it. trooper. Eight sessions. That's yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah. Your your GM shouldn't be allowed to GM or own guns. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you think that's do you think that's in the FBI <laughs> file about, about that? Do you, are you a GM? So I'm sorry, we can't give this gun to you. Are you a shitty GM? Are you a shitty GM? I'm sorry. We revoke your Second Amendment rights. Yeah. <laughs> shitty GM. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call it because I'm starving. This has been a long one, too, hasn't it? Uh, no. Not right. We're Not coming really. up on two hours. Nah, two weeks ago was the longest episode ever. Ever. Was and it's turning the, into the, the longest forum thread Three ever. hours and tw- 30 minutes or something like was that. Was that the angry episode? Yeah. 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 Three hours and 30 minutes? <laughs> it was a long time. Holy Stork shit. and I had to tag team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stork had to leave. He I was don't, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. To bed. I don't, gonna work I don't want to know about you guys tag teaming. That's, <laughs> that's too much. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I sound just like that. No, you do. I don't want to know. Uh, you I'm do now. Uh, again, I, I unhear I, that. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Get that can, image out of your. I'll see if I can find a, a male orgasm too. No, do <laughs> no, that's all right. That's totally fine. That's that's good. Um, I'm just going to rip the audio off of the porn. Or, well, the males the males don't say anything. Like, well, yeah, I'll put one of the. the <laughs> <laughs> there, you know what? There was like, almost like a hair. Albert, you're welcome. There's one I watched years ago. Actually, that was a Terminator one. And whenever Thank you he whenever he spoozed, it went. <laughs> so you could find. Like one of those ridiculous sound effects. Just, just uh, take yeah, a in the, the and into a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> two two uh, email readers or email writers have were in the forum. Oh, excellent, That's right? John from Sweden and Alvaran. Yep. Yeah. All right, Alvaran. Sorry. 
Thank you for joining us for Season 15, Episode 4 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Tam. This is Stork. And this is Jib. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Oh, and Orcon at the uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. We'll be there at the Hilton. Are we going to see them next week? I'm not sure we are. Oh, no. There's no episode next week. That is correct, sir. No episode next week. So we're going to skip. But I will see you guys at the fair. Yes. Yep. We'll leave you with a song.
friends anew To me foes and those between Remember why we gather there Remember our beginnings mean Those days seem so long ago So dim it fades to black But we're the ones who made those times I swear before my days are done, I will pass through there once more. And I'll set me down with a tanker full and toast to those within. God save the mistress and her host. God save the green man in. God save the mistress and her host. God save the green man The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.